Good morning, happy Yom Ha'atzmaut. Today is Thursday, April 15, 2021. Today we celebrate the State of Israel, the Land of Israel, the People of Israel, Yom Ha'atzmaut, Israel's Independence Day. Israel is a complex place. Think about this, people from literally all over the world who have gathered together and are gathering in this tiny country to create a new society. It is remarkable what has been accomplished in the last 73 years is nothing short of miraculous. Allow me to share with you <coughs> a quintessential Israeli story. And it portrays a deep truth that should be a part of our celebration today. <coughs> now, this story was told by a man named Jonathan Davis. And in the 1970s, Jonathan Davis was a Chayal Boded. So literally that translates as lone soldier. That translation is not really such a good translation, especially today. What it means is a soldier who volunteers from outside of Israel to come and serve in the Israel Defense Force in Sahal from their home outside of Israel with the, with the consequence that they do not have any family in Israel. So they are, so to speak, on their own. And not so much in the 70s, but more recently, there have been a lot of efforts to try to look out for their unique needs. They don't have family. You know, if you're in the army, most of the time you're with the army, but you go home, there's time off. Well, if you're alone, where do you go? How do you take care of things? How do you get yourself arranged? You don't have the support network of your family and your friends and where you grew up. So Chayal Bodeid is number one, a person of extremely high altruistic and noble motives. And number two, someone that needs um, a little extra a care and attention. In 1971, Jonathan Davis, this Chayal Bodeid, <clears throat> was in a unit in the IDF and his commander found out that he had nowhere to live. He just had nowhere. Israeli bureaucracy is famous and whatever experiences you've had, I assure you that in the early 1970s, it was much more than that. And he didn't have a way to manage the system. He had nowhere to live. One of the facts of the IDF is that it's about leadership and it's about taking care of each other. So when his commander found out that he had nowhere to live, his commander took him, Jonathan Davis, personally to the Misrad Apnim, to the Ministry of Absorption in Yerushalayim, and he took him through the offices and the hallways, and he demanded to find the right person to be able to get him a dira, to be able to get him not a full apartment, but a room in an apartment so he could live. And this young man, Jonathan Davis was given a room in a building 
in Kiryat HaYovel. <clears throat> if you know Yerushalayim, you know Kiryat HaYovel is a neighborhood that's just passed by Ibagan, a little bit at that time was on the outskirts of Jerusalem. And um, uh, now there are parts of it that are very nice. But years ago, it was, how shall I say this, not the most um, attractive, glorious place to live in Yerushalayim. And in the building where Jonathan lived, it was a little bit more than that. It was an eight-story apartment building. There was no elevator. The people that lived there were almost all immigrants, most of them from various parts of the former Soviet Union. They spoke little or no Hebrew, and they were mostly very poor and elderly. When Jonathan would go up to his building, first of all, he wasn't so often there because he was mostly in the army, but when he would go to his apartment, he had to carry a flashlight because the light bulbs in the hallway had been taken by the people in the apartments to light up their apartments, so the hallways were dark. And the building was not in such good shape, and there was garbage outside, and it was just Okay, it was a place to live, it was a place to be, but it was, uh... and from a young American boy coming from California, there was complete culture shock. Because he had nothing to do with these people, he barely spoke to them. I remember most of the time he was in the army, he would come and he would go. And they were older, they came from a completely different culture. They shared nothing in common. <clears throat> it once happened that Jonathan was away during the Yom Kippur War for about two months. And he came home. He was weary. He was tired. He was not only physically drained, but emotionally drained from the experience. And he came home to this tiny little place where he was living. And he comes into the building with its usual disarray. And in the entrance to the building are mailboxes for all of the inhabitants. And he sees what appears that his mailbox has been vandalized. It's been painted over with paint, red paint, heavy thick red paint, so much red paint that, in fact, there were some letters that were sticking out that were also covered with paint. And he was stunned. He was, he was angry. You know, he's living there. He's not bothering anybody. He doesn't even barely talk to anybody. And here he's gone away, and there's no, no graffiti, no paint on anybody else's mailbox. It's only his. So, He's upset, he's frustrated, he's angry. And he turns around and there's an elderly gentleman, speaks very little Hebrew, kind of a person who sits all day on a chair in front of the building, drinking uh, tea with, with mint. And that's kind of all he does, but he's sort of the, I don't know if you would say the caretaker, that's probably a little bit too glamorous, but he's a little bit kind of overseeing what happens.
So he turns around to this man, who's the only person there, who's kind of somewhat a little bit, you could say, in charge. And he says, what, what did you people do to me? What, what? I go away and I come back and, and, and I come back to this, that I've been vandalized. I haven't bothered you. I haven't done anything wrong. Why are you picking on me? This elderly man says to him, don't be upset. The truth is there's no reason to be offended. And the fact that you have returned after being in war for two months and you returned alive and healthy, maybe it's because of us. Because here's what happened. Everybody in our building knew that you had gone to fight on behalf of the state of Israel to defend the people of Israel. And therefore, we painted your mailbox red on purpose so that the angel of death, the Malachamaves, would skip over your threshold. Just like on Pesach, we say that our ancestors painted the doorpost red so that the Malachamavas, the angel of death, would skip over the homes of the Jews and they would be protected. And we refer to that night as Leil Shimurim, the night where God is watching over us. This old man says, we were watching over you and we invoked God to watch over you. And maybe that's why you came home safe and alive. Jonathan says, it was at that moment that I realized that the blood flowing in the veins of these new immigrants, whose mentality I could not understand, was the same Jewish blood flowing through my veins. The simple fact was that we were all Jews in the same Jewish homeland. And in that moment, my entire attitude changed. I understood their love of their fellow Jew, their love of the land of Israel, and their love of the IDF. This is my Israel. That is Jonathan Davis's story. My friends, I invite you to join me <coughs> as we sing Hatikva. It is our custom at Adath to sing it usually on the Shabbos around Yom Ha'atzma'ut, but this gives us an opportunity to sing it together, and I invite you to join in. Nefesh Yehudi Fase Mizrach Kadima Ayin Litzion Sophia Old Love Datik Fatenu Hatik Vabat Shnotalpayim Liotam Khovshi Be'ar 
Be'artzeinu Eretz Zion Virushalayim. My friends, Am Yisrael Chai, Happy Yom Ha'atzma'ut.